But Sarah saw the son of Hagar the Egyptian, whom she had born to Abraham, playing with her son Isaac. So she said to Abraham, cast out the slave woman with her son. For the son of the slave woman shall not inherit along with my son Isaac. So Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water and gave it to Hagar, putting it on her shoulder along with the child and sent her away. And she departed and wandered about in the wilderness of Beersheba. When the water in the skin was gone, she cast the child under one of the bushes. Then she went and, and sat down opposite him a good way off, about the distance of a bowshot. For she said, Do not let me look on the death of the child. And as she sat opposite, she lifted her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of the boy, and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, what troubles you, Hagar? Do not be afraid, for God has heard the voice of the body where he is. Come, lift up the boy, and hold him fast with your hand, for I will make a great nation of him. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. She went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. Word of God, God word, word of, of life. life. Samaya and Sophie. Okay, so I wasn't, like, scared of the dark as a kid. But just to be safe, I would sleep with my door open and the hallway light turned on. And after I'd fall asleep, my parents would close the door and shut off the hall light. And when I'd get up in the morning, it would be light outside. And it was a pretty good system, except sometimes... I'd wake up in the middle of the night and need to go to the bathroom. Well, there was a pretty obvious problem. Again, not afraid of the dark, but certainly I just wasn't going to chance it by walking across my room with the lights off. And so I came up with a solution that worked for everyone. I'd wake up and yell, Mom! Dad! Mom! Dad! on repeat until one of them would get up, turn on the hall light, open my door, and wait until I got back into bed so they could close the door and turn off the light. It was a great solution that everybody loved. <laughs> but here's the, here's the thing. Even though I suspected my parents were like a little bit annoyed by the solution. I always knew that they would hear me. Whenever I cried out, they would be there. So Ishmael from the Bible and Hagar, they knew this feeling too. Ishmael was a child and it was a happy time for both of them. And why wouldn't it be? Ishmael was Abraham's son, and God had promised to Abraham that his son was going to be the father of a great nation. And Hagar, she was the woman who birthed that child. And so she got a special place in the house for that. She deserved a lot of praise, and she had a comfortable life. Surely, Abraham would come running whenever he heard Hagar or Ishmael call out. 
Ishmael and Hagar always had someone to turn to whenever they needed something. They were included. They belonged. But there was a complication. Ishmael's mother was Hagar. She was a slave. She was Egyptian. She wasn't Abraham's wife, Sarah. Sarah had never been pregnant, but lo and behold, as a very old woman, Sarah got pregnant and had a child, and that was it for Ishmael and his mom. Sarah and Abraham, they didn't think that there was enough room for both of them in their home. Can you imagine how Hagar and Ishmael felt as they were forced to walk away? away from everything they'd ever known, into a desert with one loaf of bread and one jug of water. They thought they knew the world around them. They thought they had someone to trust. They thought they could rely on someone. And it turns out they were wrong. Now no one would hear them call. I'm guessing you have never faced starvation before, but if you've ever been cast out, if you've ever been an outcast, you know what they're going through. If you've ever had a friend who's stopped taking your calls, if someone's blocked you on social media, if people look down to avoid eye contact when you pass them in the halls, if you hear whispers when you walk past a group of friends, if there's no easy place for you to sit at lunchtime, if you've served as the butt of someone's joke or been the scapegoat for someone else's problems, if people outright make fun of you or bully you, if you've ever been neglected by those who should love you, then you know how Hagar and Ishmael are feeling. You know how painful being cast out can be. God made us so that we would be in community with each other. God made us so that every one of us would have a community to belong to. And yet so often, we as humans push others to the sides. We drive them out from the comfortable tents of belonging into the desert of exclusion and loneliness. Like Abraham and Sarah, we just don't think there's room for one more. That someone's going to wreck the vibe we've got going on, that it's not worth the energy it takes to get to know someone new, that it's harder to be with people who are different than us. And so we cast them out, we turn away we exclude. And I've got to say, to those of you, if you are the one in your life who's doing the excluding, then I'm so sorry. This promise from God, it's not for you tonight. You have to sit this one out. God's got other promises, and they're for you, but not this one. God makes a special promise to all those who have been cast out. God makes a promise to every outcast. And the promise is this, 
God hears your cry. Look at Ishmael and Hagar in the desert. They are two outcasts, and they're finally in a place where there's no one there to judge them. And so what they do is what they want to do, which is let out the tears they've been holding in for so long. They weep. They weep because they've been hurt and abandoned and betrayed. They weep because they're in the desert of exclusion. And God hears them. And God comes running. When humans have betrayed them and when their trust has been broken, God still hears their cry. And it's not just in this Bible story that God does this. This is a major theme of the whole Bible. God hears the cries of people who suffer. Poor people and orphans and widows. Enslaved people, foreigners. God hears the cries of the outcasts throughout the Bible. And God rushes in to help. God is like the parent who will always come and flip on that light switch for you. God can't not do it. God is always compelled to come by an honest cry for help. So God comes running to Hagar and Ishmael in the desert, and God says, Did you think that I've abandoned you too? I made you a promise, Ishmael. A promise to make you the father of a great nation, and I intend to keep it. And Hagar, look, here is water. Come and fill your jug. Take it as far as you can go today and trust that I will provide for you tomorrow. And Hagar and Ishmael know in that instant that even though they've been cast out by humans, to God, they are not outcasts. They are the ones that God surrounds with love and protection. Each outcast has a special place in the heart of God. And in fact, when God chooses to come to earth as a human in Jesus, God is an outcast too. Jesus was ridiculed and rejected and ultimately killed by his own people and betrayed by his friends. So God knows what it's like to be an outcast. And God promises to be with Hagar and Ishmael, an outcast just like them, to be with them and to provide for them. When the story ends, Hagar and Ishmael may not be where they want to be. They're still in that desert. They still have to reckon with the pain of betrayal and be the pain of being cast out, and that's going to take a long time. But even though they are in the desert, they are also in the heart of a God who will always come running with compassionate and protective love. Where whenever any of God's children weep and cry because they've been cast out. May all of you here tonight who have been cast out in any way know that this promise is true for you. Amen.